0: We have Rick Broida on the line with us right now, and as soon as Logan sets him up, there we go. All right. Hey, Rick, welcome to the Internet Advisor and happy holidays to you.
1: Thank you, Foster. Happy holidays to you, and uh, hello, distant hello to all the families there. I'm sorry I'm not there to uh, give you uh, holiday hugs in person. We
2: we wish you were here. Uh, There's enough food uh, out there. Oh, my Lord.
0: And well,
1: I'll, I'll save it for me
2: for next week. Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, kind of, maybe. <laughs> no, not so much. There's some food out there <laughs> will set
0: your heart and your lungs on fire. Uh, spicy. Hoo-ha! Well, I'll listen, we brought you in, Rick, uh, among other things. You're our gadget guy and also uh, the cheapskate, by the way. Rick is uh, a columnist with CNET and many other places on the Internet. You can find his columns and where he reviews gadgets and also helps us to get some of the best prices out there for that. And uh, what we're trying to do is take a look back at 2015, and 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 just as you look back over 2015, what surprised you, if anything, about the year?
1: Well, first of all, I have to tell you that uh, I've been listening uh, for the last half hour or so, and uh, listening to you guys talk about about wearables and uh, mm-hmm. and the iPad Pro and Windows 10, and boy, if I could have like leapt through the radio because man, I wanted to get in on that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your here opinion? You are. Uh, yeah, here. Well, okay, so a couple big surprises for me were were exactly what you were discussing, the first being the iPad Pro. Um, I, there had been a lot of rumor, of course, that, that Apple was eyeballing uh, a larger tablet, and sure enough, it came to pass. And I, it's funny that their answer to Microsoft's Surface line of tablets uh, really it was, it was kind of amusing. It was almost a little sad to watch them. Gush about this thing as though they had invented the category of a tablet with a (laughs) a clip-on keyboard. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right.
1: And I, you know, I I still feel that as much as there's a lot of um, gushing and drooling over both the Surface Pro 4 and the iPad Pro, is that these are products that that uh, have a very uh, narrow audience. That this is a solution to a problem that that doesn't exist. Hmm. And my reason for that is that. As a tablet, a 13-inch screen is just too large. It's just too large to hold comfortably or to really do much with unless you have a keyboard with it. And Mm -hmm. if you're going to have a keyboard, that's a laptop. To buy a laptop <laughs> <It's just
0: laughs> instead of spending of outrageous amounts of money for that. Go ahead, Cal, Cal. yeah.
3: But from an artistic standpoint, you know, using the iPad Pro with a, a stylus and drawing a larger surface would be a better deal than a smaller one, wouldn't you agree? Most oh, artists I can't afford agree. a tablet <laughs>
1: for, for the handful of people out there who, who are artistic in that way, uh, with a, with a pencil or a stylus of some kind in their hand. Sure, it's, it's very cool. Um, I just think that as a mainstream product, uh, and I think iPad Pro sales have been fairly modest, uh, especially for an, a new Apple product. Well, what, kind you,
0: of one of the things, one of the things, Rick, uh, about that that struck me, and I, I kind of made a note for the show today, is that both of these things came out as like the premier product from their, for, from Apple and from Microsoft. Both of them have terrible, t- have had a terrible time delivering. The pens have not come in in many cases. For instance, with the Apple uh, iPad Pro and the Surface Book, there have been all sorts of problems with them. In other words, they may have had really outstanding pieces of equipment but they haven't been able to make them work the
2: way they should when I, they're launched really because there there are all sorts of problems with the surface pro
0: yeah i was just reading i'm reading some of the commentaries on it really with the surface pro itself with some of the uh software in it in particular not so much the mechanics of it of uh, the uh, like the pens and things like
2: that because most but, of the cios that i know that are starting to buy them for their execs and oh, uh, are and they? they love them Okay. So, but maybe that's in comparison to whatever else they could get. I, 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 th- I
3: think both devices are niche market devices. I don't think they'll ever be mainstream, at least not now, maybe right. a few years from now. But with the uh, economics of uh, buying a laptop and uh, the the desires that people have, basically for when they use a tablet as a consumable as opposed to being a creative tool, Mm -hmm. I think they're both pretty much niche market uh, devices, and that's one of the reasons why you don't see them flying off the shelves. But it sounds like,
2: however, the tablet sales are going down, or not? I'm sorry, the PC sales are going down because of the tablets' sales are going up.
4: Okay, next subject. We only have so much okay. of Rick's time.
0: <laughs> yep. What about? <laughs> Good point.
2: So, what do you want to chew on next, Rick?
1: <laughs> well, let's let's get back to, to wearables real quickly be- before I go down the road of, of Windows.
0: No, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. that's somebody, a black some, hole. <laughs>
1: somebody put a put a uh, uh, blindfold on Gary or not a blind, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I think it's <laughs>
0: game. I think it's a muzzle. muzzle. I think yeah. muzzle is what you're looking for. Go ahead. So, right. we- what wearables.
1: So wearables, yeah. So obviously, the, the, the really the biggest product news, I think, of, of the year was the Apple Watch. Yeah. And everybody, uh, myself included, I really think, thought that this is what was going to kickstart the whole category, that was going to make everyone set up and pay attention and go, oh, i, I got to have a smartwatch. Yeah. And I don't think, as you mentioned earlier, I don't think that has happened. Yeah. And a big part of the issue is that the Apple Watch is so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not the kind of thing somebody's just going to grab on an impulse. And <laughs> yeah. I agree, it's, it's too, it, you know, the screen is very small, and the vast majority of people don't want a watch that can do everything their phone can do. They want notifications, they might want some fitness monitoring, and that's it. And I, I will admit to you, I actually broke down and I bought an Apple Watch a few weeks ago.
4: Oh, did you? Really? Because
1: the Pebble, which is the smartwatch I've been championing for a long time now, uh-huh. has really just driven me mad. It will not stay connected to my iPhone. It's I've just, heard that. it has nonstop hearing problems and I'm so disappointed. Um, but the Apple Watch, I will give it credit for being very reliable okay. and for being um I, I don't mind the fact that I have to charge it every night as much as I thought I would. Mm. So um that being you know <laughs> that being said, there's still a lot about it that I don't like. It's just the the whole category needs work, and yeah. Apple did not solve it on their first swing.
0: Okay,
3: yeah. Well, Rick, didn't Samsung come out with a watch as well this year? Uh, the, oh, uh, yeah.
1: they've, had, they've had several, actually. Yeah. They've had their, their Galaxy Gear, I think right. it is. Right. Uh, they've had a couple iterations. Meanwhile, Motorola had a new version of the Moto 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a couple of new models from Pebble. Um, Huawei got into the action. But all of those Android Wear watches are kind of the same, just different brands and different shapes, but they run the same Android Wear operating system, which I don't like at all. Um, (laughs) uh, Uh, It's just they're they're trying too hard to do something that should be very simple. Is part of the
0: the problem, too, that these wearables these watches need to be with a phone in other words they're like i have i have an old watch mine is a, a seiko i think an old seiko uh you know and it doesn't need anything else but my wrist <laughs> that's it <Right. laughs> and it gives me the time and a date and, and there's somebody exactly i get a stopwatch and a bunch of other things i don't need another device to make it useful to me but it seems like one of the problems with wearables is you really do had have to have that other device to make it really worth your while
1: right and again for me the biggest selling point of any smartwatch is notifications so that when i get a text message Uh or a phone call comes in or it's time for me to go do something i get a little ping on my watch and i don't have to necessarily pull my phone out and that is invaluable to me and to spend three hundred fifty dollars or more on a device that, that does that very simple thing to me is insane and uh... it's only because i needed something that would work reliably that i finally broke down Best Buy was having a big sale leading up to Christmas that they were cutting a hundred dollars off the Apple Watch, and so Ooh. I bit the bullet. Um, but I wasn't going to spend three hundred fifty. So what kind did you,
0: what which one did you get?
1: I got the cheapest, <laughs> the <laughs> Apple Sport. The sport? I, guess. I was
0: going to say the Sport, and how about the band?
1: Uh, so I it came with a you know their their rubber band, <laughs> but I went. <laughs> which, <laughs> Anyway, I went went on Amazon, and I found a a very inexpensive um, metal band with magnets and whatever. It was like, I think, $23 or something. Yeah, there are
0: third-party ones out there. Now, uh, Ed's giving me the high sound. We need to move on to some of your other topics. So I know you want to grind the Windows Axe, so go ahead.
1: (laughs) You know, I will give Microsoft credit because they gave away Windows 10 for free. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was
1: huge. That was huge, and I applaud them for that. Um, I just speak from personal experience when I say post up, when I upgraded an existing machine to Windows 10 problems, uh, you know, the, 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 the touchpad no longer worked correctly. Like the two finger swiping. It's like, why would an OS up, upgrade cause that to fail? It makes no sense to me. Mm. Things like that drive me nuts. Well, I can explain um, that to you.
0: I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> He's been explaining that kind of thing to a lot of people. Go ahead. <laughs> he
1: keeps a lot of us employed, I know. But, um... <laughs> You know, Word, Microsoft Word 2016, uh, I upgraded my mom's computer to the newest version of Word, and all of a sudden she's telling me I can't find any of my old documents, that when I go to open, oh they're not there, mm. because Word has this dumb new setting where you can choose between all do- uh, Word documents and all Word documents.
0: Okay, and- well, we have One who shows
1: you only the... Hang on,
0: Rick. Convert- you can continue yeah. your rant after the commercials. <laughs> Welcome back to this special edition of the Internet Advisor. Special because we got our family members in here. My wife, Ginny, is here. Carol, who's... Uh, Gary's wife is here. We've got uh, our kids here as well. It's just everybody here, including my granddaughter, Logan Stanford, who was our producer. And Rich Luzinski, thank you very much, your engineer, who's been doing a great job as always.
3: But Rich is not your granddaughter. No, he's
0: not. <laughs> he's not related. Although we see enough of one another. He could very well be a member of our family. <laughs> With us on the air right now, we have Mr. Rick Breida, who is our gadget guy. And Rick, we should mention that you also are going to be our ace reporter at CES, the Consumer Electronic um, Show, coming up. Starting on January 5th, I think. Oh, coming January- right up. Oh, wow. Yeah, very soon. So we will be hearing from you about uh, the neat things that are showing up there for talking about predictions of the new year you'll have your finger on the pulse of what's going to be coming out this uh, this next year
4: yeah and you know before we went to the break he was talking about microsoft and mm-hmm. some of the annoyances and you were talking about your mother or mother-in-law that had problems with the office 2016 and how it forced it to you know instead of all microsoft word documents just to the most recent iteration of microsoft's D- documents And and I was reminded of what they did with um, uh, their SkyDrive. So when you install oh, yeah. with Office 2013, it always defaults to the SkyDrive yes, first. Yes, it does. And then you <laughs> got to right. select, no, I want to look at my documents. I don't want to go on my SkyDrive. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. You know. And th- now it does it with OneDrive. Yes. Or I'm a sorry, new OneDrive, name. yes. Well, no, that's the new name of SkyDrive. Yes. You know, And that was part of the crazy thing, too, Is this last year was it's a like, constant change in names. And, and
4: it's like Microsoft's, you know, putting my arm behind my back, forcing me to do it the Microsoft way instead of the way... I've always wanted to do it before the way I've always done it before
0: and I know Jenny good it drives Ginny nuts. She will have a conversation with the computer and then with me about the fact that it's stopping her and
2: making her update something. Is like, Why do you want to do that to me? Leave
0: me alone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it is actually to help us because yes, yes. those, a lot of them are security updates mm-hmm. and sometimes functionality updates too. So. Absolutely. I, I, gotta, I understand why we don't want to take the time to do it.
3: <laughs> I, I got to give kudos to Broider on, on one thing from 2015 and that's for sure. And because he's the cheapest Cheapskate, That's and right. it, it's all about that twenty-five-dollar laser printer that you wrote about at the beginning of the year. Believe it or not, <laughs> the thing is still working. So, I mean, hey, kudos to you, man. You, you, you really brought the uh, the meaning to cheapskate out with that particular term. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, somebody note the date and time that Cal paid me a compliment. All right, we got it,
3: We <laughs> have it on got tape it. now. So we had, we we have it recorded.
0: Speaking of of the best deals, what were some of the best deals that you said? Was there anyone that was like stands out in your mind as was just an extraordinary deal?
1: Right, I'm so glad you mentioned that because there, there were actually a couple, and um, I'll start with the Amazon Fire, which was the uh, the fifty dollar tablet that Amazon yeah. rolled out earlier this year. What an amazing! Deal that is, um, it's just extraordinary to me. I mean, they there, certainly it's not the most powerful tablet. It doesn't have the highest resolution screen, but boy, oh boy, for fifty dollars, even it's if astounding. you just use it for one thing, like to, yeah. as the as the remote for Pandora streaming to your Bluetooth speaker, uh, it's just incredible.
0: It is. It is remarkable. And what was the other thing that you were mentioning as a super sale?
1: Well, well, gosh, I mean, we're. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> there's there's we're that. We I had a deal earlier this year from a, a, a newcomer in the carrier space, the cell phone carrier space, oh. called Ring, Ring Plus. And Ring Plus was offering um, cell service for free, uh, where you could get like 1,000 or 1,500 voice minutes and text messages and, and data, uh, 1.5 gigabyte, gigabytes of data for free. Uh-huh. Uh, the only catch being that it had to be a Sprint-compatible phone, and you had to, when you placed an outgoing call... Uh, you'd have to listen to a little snippet of music or an ad or something like that, but uh, what an amazing thing.
0: Oh, yeah, to get, to get people on. Now, let's uh, one of the things we were talking about behind the scenes here uh, with uh, Lauren, uh, you were talking about a, a mobile payment system. One of the things I found this year was that 2015 was the year that I began to use a lot more of the mobile pays. For instance, Apple Pay with my uh, with my with my cell phone. But Lauren, you had one that you talked about that I had not heard about before.
5: Yeah, the mobile app of Venmo is a really great one for sharing money amongst friends um on a smaller scale but when you go out to to lunch or dinner or drinks um it's really great to just send money over one person can pick up the tab and i can from the table send money to my friend so that's really easy
0: wow and now is that an ios app or is it all over or um, an android app
5: i think it's an i don't know i think it's an app for anything they have it on um Meredith on the you website know? now it's um Available on the Apple App Store and Google Play.
0: Okay, so it's on both of them. All right, yeah. thank you very and my, much.
5: My only concern would ever be about just security, sending it from my phone, how anyone could find my phone and um, send money. So I'm, I'm curious. I've never had a problem myself, but I'm curious to see the security behind that too. Mm. You
3: know, if you leave your phone with me for about five minutes, <laughs> I can make sure that security works. <laughs> you won't lose a dime after I'm done. <laughs> but while he has it... <laughs> Now,
0: Rick, how about the the whole business for two thousand and fifteen of mobile pay? That seems to be one of the hallmarks of two thousand and fifteen. In some ways, is that that's come really taken root?
1: Uh, it's definitely starting to catch up uh, or take off, rather. Um, and let me share a quick fun fact with you: that uh, the app that you just described, Lauren, was actually PayPal when it first when it first came into existence. PayPal was designed to do exactly that. It was designed to let you send money back and forth between your between two Palm Pilots, do oh, you even know what that is? Wow! Um, it was a it was a program. It was an app for Palm Pilots that let you trade, okay. send money back and forth uh, via infrared until it became what it is today. Oh, uh, so it sounds like it's come full circle.
0: Wow, that is neat. So, um, mobile pay, I, as I said, I think now, for instance, with the credit cards being the instead of just uh, the swiping them out, you can now dip them in, and there's a little more security there. Apple Pay, I know, is something that I've used. Lauren?
5: Oh, I just wanted to say, I I thought it was funny for just paying rent and everything, um, how my my landlord needs a check every month. And I just, for utilities, I can just send my roommates a Venmo receipt. So let's get rid of checks and just make everything a little easier.
0: (laughs) I do a lot. I I agree with you. a matter of fact, I don't think I have used maybe maybe a half dozen checks all this last year.
4: Well, the only place that I use check is at the Secretary of State. They use that or debit.
0: That's it. That's it so far, huh? Yep. That is interesting.
1: You know, the cool flip side of that, too, is I love being able to deposit checks into my bank account just by taking a photo with my phone. Have you oh, ever done
0: that? yes. That's right. That has become probably, for me, the main way that I make deposits of checks.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: That is. And it, uh, I thought it was only with the big guys, but I'm finding it with more and more companies that you can do that now. Yeah. You can make that kind of a thing. Well, we're getting close to the end of the program. Anything you want to wrap up with in terms of 2015?
1: I, I, yeah, I got I to gotta call out Hoverboards. Uh, we didn't oh. talk hoverboards at all. Yes. Um, <laughs> probably my favorite product of the year, by far. Uh, I know there's been a lot of crazy press about them catching fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there have been a few incidents here and there, but I have to say I got one a couple of weeks ago. And, and I'm having the most fun on that thing, and so are my kids.
0: No uh, kidding. How long? How long did it take you
4: hours. to? How I was going to ask I was going to ask them how long until the cast comes off. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, it's like anything else. If you hop on anything motorized and, and try to zoom off down the street without practicing first, of course you're going to hurt yourself. But um, it's they're fun. They're fun, and I think these are going to be really a big product category.
0: Now, do you seriously? How long did it take you to get
3: your balance on it?
1: Um, I'll be honest with you. It took me about thirty seconds.
3: No, and then yeah. they took the training wheels off.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know my son hopped on it and started riding it like he'd been riding it his whole life. You know, it's just, really. Um, you, as long as you just start slow and and just take your time, it's really not difficult. Uh, just don't make any real sharp turns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren.
5: So I'm coming from a huge health and fitness uh, love of health and fitness, and I'm just I want to get on one and try one. I'm just worried how will that affect our obesity in the
0: um, oh totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> moving yeah. around.
5: Everyone's going to just Listen, ride around on that and not walk Walk ever. Watch oh, the movie Wa- again.
0: Watch the movie Wall-E, and you'll know what we're going to look <laughs> like in, in a couple of decades at least. Anyway, Rick, thanks so much for being with us. Rick Broda, the Agile Guy on the Cheapskate. We'll look for him in the coming year to talk about the exciting things that he finds at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, coming up in Las Vegas. Rick, have a great holiday and a happy new year. Same to you.
1: Thanks so much.